The Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and live NFL draft party. Just make sure to smash the subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. DGENs Assemble! Welcome to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Andrew, the TD King. Rob! Good evening, sir. How are we doing? Good evening. Uh, you may be wondering what is currently on my face. It is Shady Rays. I'm very excited about these Shady Rays promos. I will be ordering more, and we'll be getting more into that, but just wanted to give everyone a little preview of these nice bad boys check these out shady rays yeah perfection awesome. got your text information there uh off the reflection i like that thank <laughs> you i'll be i'll be uh, jumping in on that but but yeah man i'm doing good uh outside of man i can't tell you how depressing it is to realize that i can't just log into underdog click on a best ball draft and, and get in one man it's like i keep checking back i'm like maybe they released it and didn't say anything and they sure haven't so it's a, no they have depressing few days I'm I'm expecting some big changes here though this uh this coming week we're going to have the uh the NFL draft this Thursday so I'm expecting maybe over the weekend maybe Sunday or Monday you know we get uh, another uh, I, well we get the best ball mania draft what am I saying another contest that, yeah, that's I, the, the next one out I saw the there's a lot of rumors floating around that it could uh, potentially be released Friday so the first day after uh after the draft starts um so that would be interesting if it's Friday uh, I think that it would see a ton of traction over the weekend if that's the case the sooner the better please and thank you uh underdog let's let's get to it uh, if you haven't signed up with underdog be sure to use promo code sgpn they'll give you a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred hundred dollars uh tonight me and andrew are going to be talking about underdog heroes and villains tonight we are talking running backs if you missed out on our last episode be sure to check it out on spotify where we covered quarterbacks heroes or villains uh, tonight, we're running through running backs. Like I said, we're going to dive right into it here. Andrew, who is your first candidate up, hero or villain? So, man, we're going to go way to the bottom of all these ADPs. And let's start with okay. Devin Singletary, currently listed as RB56. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you the floor here before I give my two cents on Devin Singletary. So how do you feel about Devin Singletary? Remember, he did switch teams from the Buffalo mm -hmm. Bills to the Houston Texans, have a new coach there, new scheme. Uh, how do you feel about him? I don't feel terrible about him. I have him a little bit higher than the field. I have him at uh, running back 48. You said 56 was the? Yep. Yeah. So I, I have a healthy amount of um, ADP higher than the market. About six spots there, or eight spots, excuse me. Bad on the short math. I like what's going to happen in Houston here. They're going to get a young quarterback. They're going to lean in on the run game. They don't have very good receivers. You know, that could change. They could draft a, a young wide receiver talent, maybe a Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe a Quentin Johnston. But regardless, a young running back is coming in and they're going to have to lean on the run. I like Damian Pierce a lot. And I've liked Devin Singletary. I think that he's going to be in a similar type of role or usage that he was with, with Buffalo. The downside is, is that how often do you expect the Houston Texans to be in scoring position? How often are these guys going to be in the red zone? And even if, if and when they are, you know, is it not going to be the Damian Pierce show? So I feel like he's a good supplemental player, you know, good for the football team, maybe not so great for our fantasy squads. I am leaning towards villain or anti-hero, you know, somewhere in the middle there, uh, because I feel like the most applicable way to draft him, honestly, is pairing him with Damian Pierce, because Damian Pierce isn't really a high ADP running back. You can, you know, 
stack them, if you will, you know, get the best of both worlds. If there were to be some weeks where Devin Singletary were to implode or have more opportunities. But I feel like if he's going to be a hero, really, this season, Damian Pierce has to get hurt. And that's just not a drum that I'm looking to bang, uh, you know, end of April, beginning of May here, not even before the draft. So I feel like for him to really boom and like to be a, a stud in, in best ball and in fantasy football this year, he's going to need an injury. Understandable. Yeah, I, I can see your case on that. Um, I have him ranked as a RB 47. So, you know, right around where you have him. Um, I, the the case I'm looking at for him is right now he is the backup guy. Uh, so you're getting a backup guy way down at 56 that, you know, no one's going to be in front of, uh, you know, unless they draft somebody. I like that D'Amico Ryans, you know, took over the team. He comes from a Kyle Shanahan tree. He's going to want to run the ball. Uh, so, I mean, Damian Pierce took a massive workload last year. I, I think that he can handle the workload again, um, but we did see him get a little injured, a little slow down at the end of the season. I, Devin Singletary was like highly ranked in explosive runs last year, um, which was kind of surprising when I was taking a look at that. So I, I think that there's some built in explosion with Devin Singletary. And, you know, again, like he was on a team that wanted to throw the ball a ton in the Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Bowl. That's really not going to be the case with a Houston Texans team. That's going to probably draft a, a rookie quarterback. You know, they're not going to want to put a ton of load on that rookie quarterback. So I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I just think that his where he's going and what his volume is doesn't really make sense to me. I think he's going to get more volume than what his current ADP is showing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just think that there's a big case for him to have a bigger workload than a lot of the guys going around him currently right now. Um, here's a couple of the guys that are currently going around him. I'm going to read two in front and two behind. So the two in front of him, and I know you like this guy, is Leonard Fournette currently mm -hmm. you know free agent uh zach evans he's rookie we don't know where he's going to go yet so that's yet to be determined there uh behind him roshan johnson again another rookie we don't know where he's going and then chubba hubbard which chubba hubbard you know okay but i, I would rather have devin singletary so I, I i think there's a pretty good case for him to return um a value at his adp mm -hmm. of rb56 so I'm very high on Leonard Fournette, and I do have Leonard Fournette higher than just about everybody. I have him at running back 34, albeit just a you know a quick elevator pitch on him. You know he has been an RB two at least the past two seasons. He's coming off a very good season for fantasy wise. He wasn't great on tape, that's that's for sure. But he put up numbers, he put up stats. He had you know I think 80 plus catches in the past two seasons, something ridiculous, maybe 70 or 80, something, something like that. So I do have him higher. He's the only one that I have higher. I have everybody else behind Devin Singletary, and I would prefer him, yeah, over Trouble Hubbard still, who I still like. Zach Evans doesn't have a landing spot. Roshan Johnson doesn't have a landing spot. I love Roshan Johnson, but if he gets delegated to a team that already has uh, at least another running back or even two other running backs, it could be tough for him to, uh, to make haste. Was there someone else there that I was missing? Uh, hold on. Let me go back here real quick. So let's see. Uh, you did Fournette, uh, Zach Evans. Yeah, is that no no landing spot? No, not yet. Yeah. Um, outside of that, no. Roshan Johnson and Chuba. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll I, still take Devin Singletary over those guys, and that was going to yep. be my point. I mean, you kind of led me to the water there. Is that the guys that are going around him? Yeah, I'll definitely take a, a share of Devin Singletary. Uh, but I would be trying to do it with hopes that I'm stacking it with other Texans pieces. Um, if I'm going to buy into one, you know, let's get some multiple shares here. I don't think you're going to be able to, you know, in April or even any time this, this preseason have any idea who's going to be the the lead producer there on that, on that squad. My thoughts are it would be Damian Pierce, but if you're chasing after, after Devin Singletary, you have to be imagining that there's a, a reality where Damian Pierce is you know, going to take a, a bit of a step back, whether it would be due to injury, uh, just a little bit of regression, whatever it is. And especially if he's just splitting a backfield, right? Like mm -hmm. when the season started, it was the it was the Damian Pierce show. Like it it was his uh, it was yes. his rock to tote. So gonna have to start sharing. We are gonna flip it in reverse here. We're gonna go to the top of the ADP. But before we do, Andrew, hit him with the shady rays. Let him oh, know. Uh, <clears throat> let him know what's going on over there. Let me get prepared here by putting on my stunners. <laughs> so these nice looking shady rays that i got on here and, and by the way i had these before shady rays even became a, a sponsor of the show uh i like shady rays a whole lot and i was just it was just meant to be that they became a sponsor of the show so shady rays parlay contest uh it is we're running a special parlay of the day contest for people who bought their shady rays 
from ShadyRays.com using the promo code SGPN. Each day of the NFL Draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast will release a Shady Rays parlay of the day. If the parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to start getting shady. Um, you know, our friends at Shady Ray, they have you covered from the sun to the slopes with pre- premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Uh, I think one of the coolest things about Shady Rays is like if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Again, Shady Rays, awesome. Thank you. Pretty sick promo, man. I mean, like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like anything happens to them, and we're just going to go ahead and replace them. It's, it's, yeah. These things are awesome. I've dropped these things like a hundred times. The lenses are like completely fine. Uh, yeah. Awesome. It's, it's very much a Michael Scott, uh, type of business plan, you know, like free paper <laughs> for free paper for life. You know, you're pretty much <laughs> buying free sunglasses for life over at shadyrays.com. So, yeah. And they have sure a ton of out. options too. If you haven't checked on there, a ton oh. of options. Uh, and, and a lot of the sunglasses, you can choose different, uh, style lenses, like which lenses you want, like color wise. Um, so yeah. Go, go check them out. Awesome. That's my only critique. I, I don't know what to choose. I was telling Andrew before we got on the air here that uh, I was looking at their catalog and I was just like baffled. I was like, wow, they have a ton of choices and I love picking out a good pair of sunglasses. So yeah, I got to uh, you know, really dig in and take some time to, uh, you know, to figure that out. Yeah, one, one thing I forgot to mention here is uh, exclusively for the listeners, uh, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Uh, it is uh, go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two plus pair of polarized sunglasses. So, uh, you know, obviously you don't just want to buy one. You want to buy two. You want to buy a really nice oh. pair to maybe wear with a nice suit to a wedding. And then you get your on the go pair, right? The pair that you wear every day, you know, when you're out doing stuff or when you're driving in the car. So make sure you get yourself two pairs. You will not be disappointed. It's called a deal, Bob. Take advantage. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Andrew, my first inquisition of the evening, Mr. Ken Walker of the Seattle Seahawks. He is underdog running back six. He is my underdog running back seven. My candidates here, I'm going to tell you a little, little tip here. There's only about one of them that are very different from the ADP from the market. So Ken Walker, pretty spot on for me. Uh, what are your thoughts on him this upcoming season? A lot of people are getting excited about the Seahawks for this year off of the back of a very progressive season for Geno Smith. He improved immensely. He looked very good. Passing game is there. Ken Walker seems like he'll be a focal point of the rushing offense and the offense in general. What are your thoughts, hero or villain? Yeah, um, I I still like this ADP. Um, I, I I'm gonna go anti hero because I I like the ADP, but I I it, it is a little high. I mean, he it feels was it, it does feel high, right? Like like he's going ahead of guys like um, Nick Chubb, going ahead of Derrick Henry, outproduced out him, outproduced him. Yeah, it, it just but like when you look at it and you're talking to yourself, like when I look at him, like oh Nick Chubb's been great for multiple years. Ken Walker was good last year. Uh, but so was the whole team. The team was surprisingly mm-hmm. good behind Geno Smith. If they take a step back, I do worry that he's not going to have enough volume, enough valuable touches like in the red zone. So there's mm-hmm. c- some concerns with the team as opposed to concerns with Ken Walker. So I do like him at RB6. I think that's still okay. Feels a little rich, but I, I think that it's really not going to kill you. I mean, that's still, he's going in what round end of round two early round threes mm-hmm. i believe so i mean that that's ADP fine 33 pick 30 yeah I, I yeah so that's fine you know i i think that that's okay there's guys around him that i kind of like a little more like he's going a little behind austin eckler i obviously like eckler more mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me um <coughs> again the uh derrick henry somebody that's super solid so i i think it's fine um i just i do worry that the team may take a step back and if they do will that hinder ken walker yeah, Ken Walker had 1,200 plus scrimmage yards as a rookie, played in 15 games. Underdog scoring half point PPR, he averaged 12.6 fantasy points per game. I just don't know if that's like that level of production, what I saw out of him rookie year. Like, I feel like he has to actually take a, a pretty big step forward to live up to this, this ADP. And I, and I think you agree with that just based off of what we've seen from like you, the guys you mentioned behind him. 
Um, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs even. Josh Jacobs is, is behind him on ADP and also finished with more fantasy points and fantasy points per game this year. A running back that he's closer to is Travis Etienne, who averaged about 11 fantasy points per game, and he is backed up to RB12. So I am waiting to do my rankings readjustment. I feel like he has slipped into villain territory for me. And I also just see a lot of other names climbing ADP. Brees Hall is my next one that I'll go over, and we can just kind of segue to him if you want to because he's only two spots off here. Brees Hall, Andrew, averaged 15 fantasy points per game last season, albeit he only played in seven games, but you know, a running back of very similar ADP you know, who already showed you that he can play at a high rate and he's getting an upgrade at quarterback. The offense is, is reloaded. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett's coming there, you know, question mark the reloaded narrative, I, I suppose. But you know what I mean? I, I think things are pointing in a good direction right now for the Jets who just acquired Aaron Rodgers today. Do you think the uh, acquisition of Aaron Rodgers is going to lend them the uh, assistance they need at quarterback to mm-hmm. uh, throw the ball more? Because last year... Yeah. Their quarterback carousel sucked, right? So they, right. I feel like they ran the ball a ton because that's what they felt like they should do. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is, is an issue for Brees Hall is how much volume he's going to get, one, coming back from injury, and two, with Aaron Rodgers now at the helm? He tweeted out, the leg's already feeling a little bit better. <laughs> you sign Aaron Rodgers, things start feeling right. <laughs> oh, the Packers are so stupid. I'm really going to enjoy the next 10 years as a Bears fan. No, in this situation, everybody's winning. Everybody's stocks are going up right now. It's arrows up for Lazard, uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Tyler Conklin. I mean, who you should be much happier about everybody's status right now with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. I'm not worried about the volume. Brees Hall has always been that guy that they expected to come in and give a lot of volume to. Uh, you and I have had a lot of conversations about Michael Carter. I'm sure he'll be involved as well, but I don't think that he is a huge detriment uh, to Brees Hall and the opportunity that he's going to have. Like I said, when he uh, played, he was given opportunities and touches, and some felt that early on he wasn't even getting enough touches. Uh, he was getting more of like an equal share, and as the season went on, obviously he you know, he went down, I believe, in week seven. He was getting more and more work, so I definitely think he is someone to be excited about. I do have him at my running back 10. He's underdog uh, RB8. I'm going to say Brees Hall is going to be hero this year. I'll, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say it. He had 5.8 yards per carry as a rookie. In comparison, Ken Walker was around like four, 4.5, 4.6, right? So when you're comparing the two of them, Brees Hall definitely flashed a little bit more. I'll say the the big nod to Ken Walker is going to be that volume, but the pure like skill set. And you know, combined with the opportunity, I, I got to go in favor of Brees Hall here, and I think I may have to you know get them a little bit closer, maybe even back to back in my next rankings update after uh, after the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. Brees Hall is a tough one for me uh, right now because again, like I, I am concerned a little bit that they're going to throw the ball. Um, more than they did last mm-hmm. year due to the Aaron Rodgers, you know, coming over, which which kind of makes sense. But Brees Hall, obviously, it it does help him that Aaron Rodgers is there because they're really not going to stack the box a ton when you have Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, um, as your quarterback. So that will help him. Uh, he was again very good when he played last year. Injury is always concerning when they're coming back from that, but that's not really anything I'm going to like him and Hall about on that. Right. Um, it's just, do I think he's going to finish as a top ten running back? I think he can. I'm not sure in my mind that I have him doing that per se. Um, I think I would rather take some of the shots on some of the guys behind him because where he's going right now, there's mm-hmm. wide receivers there that I like much better than than taking you know a shot on Brees Hall. So I, I doubt I'll have a lot of them. I, I think it's fine if people want to take him there. I I I don't want to say he's a hero. Again, this is anti anti hero to me because he's okay. he's probably right at the spot that I think he's should be going. But I don't think he's a value. I don't really think he's like, you know, not a value either. He's just kind of going exactly where I think he should go. But um, there's some concerns. But overall, Brees Hall as a player is fantastic. And as long as the injury is not going to hinder him, I think he will be okay and return you decent value um, as a RB, you know, 10 to 12 probably in there is is comfortable for him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like I, I can't see him finishing as a top five or six guy. I think he's going to be closer to 10 to 12 
Well, he was getting about four and a half targets a game, like 4.3 somewhere. And again, it was only through seven games. You know, he, mm-hmm. he did go down with injury. But I think, you know, if you buy into that pass more narrative, there's still plenty of opportunity for him. You know, he was getting anywhere from, you know, 11 to 12 carries a game, another, you know, four to five targets a game. And I mean, albeit he didn't have a great quarterback. So mm-hmm. I think he only had like 19 catches on maybe like 31 or 32 targets through seven games, which isn't great but like you just said if they pass more they have a better quarterback it's going to be a more efficient offense again knock on wood you know for you know all the Jets fans you know praying to their Nathaniel Hackett uh trinkets it's going to be an interesting scenario and that's why I think he you know is a good candidate for hero or villain just because of it's the Jets the Jets are going to jet I mean I don't love the deal most people you know on social media are, are kind of uh you know dogging the the Packers for this but I think obviously they were in a tough position and that's me being nice as a Bears fan like you know they only had so many options at this point he was either going to walk or not play so and they would have had to pay him a bunch of money regardless so mm-hmm. all right so so far we've got uh I've got Ken Walker as a villain mm-hmm. Brees Hall as a hero and your first one was Devin Singletary I'm an anti-hero quick little catch yep. up there um we do have a question in the chat here from Mike Robb uh, do you think he will be too expensive on Best Ball Mania 4? Uh, Brees Hall or Ken Walker, you can let us know, but uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think they're ADP for like overall draft status. You're looking at like round three. So if you want to go that route, I mean, Andrew and I will both tell you that pretty much all these early running backs are, are villains because we go zero RB like, you know, like it's nothing <laughs> like, like, like we're, like we're breathing. You know, we're, we're going zero RB. And I mean, obviously, we're going to differentiate, play some hero ball. Brees Hall fits that bill for me. Like, he is someone that I could go with a hero RB, you know, type of approach. Ken Walker, I feel a little bit more skeptical. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, so he is talking about Hall. Yeah, I mean, I personally think he's going to be expensive, and I think he's yeah. going to go higher, as you're saying, mm-hmm. with, with the acquisition of Rodgers. So he I will agree. probably end up being somebody I almost have – you know, less than 5% exposure on due to the fact of his price is going to be around uh, wide receivers I would much rather have. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yes, he's going to be expensive. I mean, honestly, I could see him creeping all the way up to running back 25 if you just con- – or 25, five, just just five, excuse me. Uh, if you start – or you continue to hear good news, right? Oh, he's looking good. We see a couple of highlight videos in camp or something like that. Oh, Aaron's looking great with the offense, et cetera, et cetera. The more good news you hear out of this uh, situation, the more you're going to see his uh, his stock climb. And I could see it getting that high, top five, of not quite 25. I don't, I yeah. don't know how that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit a uh, quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with more running back heroes or villains. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what's a better way to get down on some player props than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got you covered with NFL best ball drafts with guaranteed half a million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And... We also have the NFL Draft Props Contest, part of the SGPN's Draft Week. SGPN is holding a free NFL Draft Props Contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Again, that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord, and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. Did you do yours yet? I have not done mine yet, but I'm going. I'm I did going mine to. last night. Uh, very fun to do. Uh, pretty cool questions that they have in there, and of course, it's pretty much predicting like who goes top ten. So uh, go in there and check it out. Uh, it, it didn't take me very long. I mean, I think I did mine in like ten minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Jump on there, fill that out, see what you can win. Like I said, we're giving away two hundred fifty dollars cash and a fifty dollars SGPN gift card. All right, Andrew, your next run, running back up, hero or villain? Who you got? Yes, uh, let's go with Jamal Williams, currently listed as RB38. What say you about Mr. Uh, Person who led the NFL in touchdowns last year? Yeah, right. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and say Hero, uh, just yes. because I think that he's gonna get usage. I don't think that you go out and get this guy who just did lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns to not use him. You may even see him get more usage than he had when he was with Detroit. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is in the doghouse right now. We're not sure how much doo doo he's necessarily stepped in, but it could be upwards of missing four games, four, five, six, whatever it could be. There's an opportunity for him to be out of the lineup. So best ball formats are the best format to get Jamal Williams because you may just walk into RB1 numbers for five to six weeks in what, round 10, 8, 9? Like, obviously, every draft is going to be different, but he is going at the far depths. And if you walk into a draft, you know, with me and Andrew, God knows when he's going to go because we're going to be sucking up all the wide receivers. (laughs) His, uh, hold on, I just want to look at this. His current actual ADP is 108. So he's going well, well back there, um, past the top 100. And I completely agree with you, Hero. Um, you, you already made the point: is what's going on with Alvin Kamara? If this dude is out six games, Jamal Williams is a fantastic value right here. Um, I mean, really, there's Taysom Hill, but you know, Taysom Hill, he was a darling of Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not there anymore. We have no idea what is really, you know, what he's really going to do now. Granted, Sean Payton wasn't there last year, and he mm-hmm. did work himself into the, you know, into the mix, but. I don't think that we're going to see as much Taysom Hill this year due to the fact of Jamal Williams is much better than they had last year at backup running backs. So I, I completely agree. I think he's a hero. RB38 is a fantastic value. Um, you know, him and Samaj P. Ryan kind of remind me of each other, like with their values right now, right? Yep. They're, they could both be starting running back week one and at least have four to six games under their belt as a starting running back. And again, you you hit on it. Jamal Williams led the NFL and touched in, you know, uh, rushing touchdowns last year. Why would you go get a guy like this if you're not going to utilize him around the goal line? He could, I, I, I honestly could see him scoring 10 touchdowns, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. in the no, realm I, of possibility. I, I think double digits as well in his wheelhouse yeah. this, this year. And I think if you just look at Alvin Kamara from a rushing perspective, they've always gotten more out of him as a receiver. And this isn't my exclamation or me standing on the podium saying, oh, Alvin Kamara now a receiver. Uh, I actually don't uh, agree with you with the Taysom Hill thing. Like, I don't believe there will be any rhyme or reason to this offense. You're not going to know who's going to touch the ball because you have Taysom Hill. You have Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara. We love Chris Olave, but honestly, I'm betting in year two regression from Chris Olave until they clear out some of these, uh, you know, these roster cloggers, to be frank with you. I mean, that's what Taysom Hill is right now. And while he's on the books and they do have him under a re- restructured contract for this year, He's still going to touch the ball because he's making so much money and they use him in so many creative ways. You're still going to see Taysom Hill run, pass, and catch this upcoming season. Heck, with the depth that they have now, he might even get some uh, some kick return playing time. Who knows? No no clue. May even get some tackles as well. Uh, I don't believe underdog is, is ta- uh, grabbing those. I don't think you can get points for tackles on underdog. But <laughs> I think that Taysom Hill is going to be a part of the offense because the offense – doesn't have anyone, in my opinion, other than Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara that are like really like that have like standalone value where you can be like, yeah, I could I could game plan for just my whole playbook to revolve around either of these guys. But that won't happen. Everybody's going to get included. Everybody's going to get touches and they're going to spread the ball around. Like, I don't think that they're going to have a great offense for for fantasy. Jamal Williams being as far back as he is in ADP, I think is one of the best pieces to target because he's going to have low cost with a lot of upside, especially with that running back scenario of Alvin Kamara potentially missing time, even if they were to draft somebody, because God knows Tony Jones or Tony Jones has walked, right? He gone. So third and fourth running back spots going to be available. Interesting to see how they're going to fill it. I imagine they draft somebody. Um, And again, you know, the more you get ahead of this situation, the better, because one little news bump on Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. Sky rockets in flight ADP jump. It's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, this is a guy that you know when BB4 uh, BBM4 opens, uh, you're definitely going to grab a a bunch of him. And then what's going to happen is if Alvin Kamara suspension does happen, then we're going to see his ADP rise, and then you and then we're not have all the value of all you know over all the other people. So that's kind of what you want to do. And and this is what I was preaching last year about Damian Pierce is he was going way late. And then next thing you know, they were like, Oh, he's starting running back and bloop. And then all all the value sucked out of him right there. So try to do that before the the news catches that Alvin Kamara is probably going to be suspended. Speaking of someone who really caught the ADP swing per signing, per news, per roster update, miles Sanders from the sounds of it. I don't know if we're going to agree on this one, Andrew, 
He is underdog running back 16. Um, I have him at a shocking underdog 36. I'm going to, I'm going to have to reevaluate that. I'm going to probably say I should have him 29 to like 32. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh, but I I have some negative check marks here for Miles Sanders. So I'm going to come out right and say villain. I think you're on the hero side, right? And, so and you, also, I, I see him as RB19 on Establish the Runs uh, list that okay. they have listed from Underdog. So well, let's just say, you know, he's 17 and a half-ish right there. If you say, I'm looking right now on Underdog, he's at, he's at running back 16. I'm staring mm. at it. Staring at Either it. way, I like it. Ugh, I just like, you You go ahead. You you go ahead. You go ahead. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, block, tear you down right away here. Yeah, the the case for him is uh, he's with one of the coaches that that had coached him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on a team that really doesn't have a whole lot of competition, uh, you know, in front of him. I mean, Chubba Hubbard's fine, right? Deontay Foreman out the door, gone. So, I mean, really, there's not a whole lot there. Now, again, you know, my view on him will change if they do draft somebody. But he had a good season last year. Uh, I know that was with the Eagles. They have a much better offensive line than the Panthers do, but. Again, like the, the pure volume, this is strictly a volume play. I think that he's going to get a lot of volume mm-hmm. there. I think that he's going to be the red zone guy, unless again, they draft somebody. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things to like uh, about what his workload could be in Carolina. And again, Carolina's offense last year, their their rushing offense was good. They had two guys in one game go for 100 yards. Like, so right. they have games that are spike weeks for these running backs. And I, I just feel like Miles Sanders currently right now where he's going um, you know, without any target competition or without any, um, you know, rushing competition there, really, I, I just think that he's the guy he's going to see a lot of volume and, you know, he, there's just a lot of upside for him. Now, again, I, I know you're going to sell me on the down case for him and I'm not going to disagree with you because I can definitely see him uh, having a down year, but for drafting purposes, a lot of the guys going around him, I don't think you're going to see the pure volume that he has mm-hmm. the ability to potentially land this year. Mm-hmm. So, yep, right, rightfully so. Spotify listeners, Apple and listeners, this is me. If you can hear it, that's the sound of the flag being thrown. I did not unhook my microphone while throwing that. Great success. Miles Sanders, for me, is a villain. And for me, it, it just really comes off of him coming off the best season that he's had in a much better offense with the Eagles. He had 206 fantasy points on underdog last season. So that's 12.11 fantasy points per game. I am not expecting him to maintain that one because of touchdown regression and just overall fantasy regression. I do see them. That's I think the biggest disagreement that we're going to have here is that I fundamentally don't see them giving him that volume last season. They used a committee system with Chubba Hubbard and Donta Foreman. I personally don't believe that Miles Sanders is incredibly better than either of those guys, including Chubba Hubbard, who is playing with right now and is a little bit younger than him. The other factor is that this was his first, uh, oh, I guess it's his second, his rookie season. He did play 16 games, I believe. So technically it's his first 17 game season. Obviously a lot of players played their first 17 game season. The two prior seasons, he did have injuries. He only played in 12 games. And that's my concern as well, is that 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 door could swing back open again. If he is getting early volume in the season, he could go down. My second issue here is what are they going to do at quarterback? Because if they do go out and they get a Bryce Young with the first overall pick, that's what everyone's assumption is. We saw Will Levis odds shoot up overnight, which I oddly enough am somehow like I'm somehow in on that for some reason. I don't know why, but this is a team that went out and got Andy Dalton. So I don't really know what Bryce Young, who I believe will be more of a run first quarterback in this league based on his skill set, how those two kind of compare with each other. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson made it to the playoffs together. So like I could absolutely see it still. So don't like don't, you know, get me nobbling off on Will Levis absolutely going to the Panthers. I'm slightly buying into it. If they do have another run first quarterback, I just don't feel like there's going to be enough to fill the Miles Sanders cup to meet this ADP. RB16 is very rich. And my bet, my big bet here for him is just pure regression. I don't believe he holds up to that level. And personally, 206 fantasy points, I, I it's just not blowing the brakes off. You know what I mean? Like Dalvin Cook is going one spot behind him. And I think from a, a talent perspective, you and I are going to agree that Dalvin Cook is a far better player. He could land on a much better team on draft night and pole vault himself well ahead of that ADP. 
Good. Yeah. And, and I don't disagree with you on that. Um, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling about Miles Sanders. So let me ask you a question. You think the Detroit Lions had a good running game last year? Yeah, I, I would I would say so. I mean, you didn't love what you saw from Swift, but if you're looking at things from a football perspective and you're running the X's and O's, I think they did a good job. I think that they were a good tandem, Jamal yeah. Williams and, and uh, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, that was Deuce Daly at the helm. I, I, I think that, that Chubba and Dante Foreman did well too. But to, to your Deuce Daly point, he's been on record saying multiple times, I want to run the ball with not one, not two, but three running backs. Well, they don't have three running backs right now Yet. that are going to tote the rock. They got one guy that that is good. <laughs> oh, what's up, John Reed? Uh, they have uh, uh, one guy that's good, Miles Sanders, mm. and they got one guy that is okay. You know, Chuba's fine. He, he's he's an okay talent. The Chuba um, disrespect. But I mean, Deuce Daly was with Miles Sanders back in 2020. I mean, I I think he brought him over there for a reason. So in Deuce, I trust. And I, I just again, like I don't think he's going to kill you drafting him. Um, he's not going to be your first guy off the board, right? He's, he's just not. Mm. So he's probably going to be your second guy. And I, I don't think he's going to kill you where he's going. I just, I like what I think his volume could be if they don't go out and draft somebody. No, and 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 I get that. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I like what the Panthers are doing. I just don't believe that Miles Sanders is going to be a high volume guy. I don't think that that's why they particularly brought him in at his age. I could see them, again, drafting another guy, really cutting it up. And when I get into that type of situation for fantasy, I'm playing the ADP game and I'm going to take the later targets. I'm not, I'm not going to the, to the lead dog. Like I'm not going to be the, the first to the race on the Eagles backfield. I probably won't be the first to the race on this backfield either. Yep. Give me the value. Uh, Give me the value. You want to put that question up here real quick? Oh uh, yeah, sure. We, what do we got? Uh, yeah. Let's see. John Reed, more points, half point PPR, Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon. Good question. I mean, and I mean, you might as is well this, just put Alvin Kamara in there. You know what I mean? Is like, because we uh, is this assuming Joe Mixon's with the Bengals? I, I think that's kind of what's built into this question is right. Like, we don't know if Joe Mixon's with the Bengals if he's suspended. That's why I was saying like it's it's very similar to an Alvin Kamara or Miles Sanders because I think that Miles Sanders could be the correct answer for either one, pending games played, new team potentially for Mixon, whatever the situation could be. Let's let's assume that he's on the Bengals and no suspension. What do you say? On the Bengals, no suspension, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah that, me that, too. that offense is going to score so many more points, and they're going to be in the red zone so often. They got Joe Yeah. So let's say he's on the Bengals, but four game suspension. Close, because I still think that Mixon scores more touchdowns. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I think with anything four or more game suspensions, it's Sanders. If it's a two oh, game it's half suspension, point PPR, though. No, no, no. It's Mixon. It's still Mixon because Miles Sanders doesn't catch passes. Yeah, but half point PPR. I mean, eh, still, dude, doesn't like, really. He gets like he gets nine to ten catches a season. <laughs> he said more. Mike Rob says more likely to go to jail, Mixon or Kamara. <laughs> uh, I've I, seen the <laughs> tape. I've I've seen the Kamara tape. Uh, so I I would have to say him. I mean, uh, it's it's a brutal <laughs> it's a brutal beatdown. Like it's it's a it's yeah. a good beatdown. Like don't get me wrong. Like if I wasn't a football player and it was just me and my boys loading up on some dude, like be like, yeah, put that in. Let's watch that again. Yeah. No, not in <laughs> this scenario. That's that's not it. Yeah. That's not the answer. Uh, that's funny. All right, who's your uh, next guy up here? I think we got time for two more. So, um, okay, so if we have two more, I'm I'm gonna give you two because they're RB29 and RB28. Uh, okay. That's- James like Conner and James Cook. So James Cook currently right now, RB28, James Conner, RB29. The reason I want to bring these two up together is I okay. think one has a ceiling that is just astronomical and the yep. other one's on a team that's just going to completely suck. And oh. I don't oh. think that there's really oh. any reason that that he needs to uh, be pushed throughout the year. So oh. I think James Cook's ceiling is sky high in this offense. No more Devin okay. Singletary. They have Damian Harris, who I'm not a Damian Harris guy, so maybe I'm a little biased here. I, I don't really like Damian Harris. I think he's past his his days, really. So I I like James <laughs> Cook. I, yeah, I think James Cook is going to be um, everything to them except for maybe the goal line back. Damian Harris mm. has a little bit more weight on him. Mm. So we'll see what they do in that aspect. But James Cook on this offense, and I've talked about this before on these shows, is that James Cook is awesome. He's yeah. way undervalued, I think, at where he's currently going. He's on a great team. He has the he has good hands. He has the ability to do everything for them if they want him to. James Conner is on a team that's probably going to suck, 
Um, they're not going to have their starting quarterback at the beginning of the year, most likely. Uh, he's getting a little older. He's already injury prone. I think I expect them to draft somebody to come in behind James Conner. And really, if they're not doing performing very well, uh, very well, the Cardinals, that is, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to push him to be on the field all the time, take every single touch. So I think that there's a little built in floor for James Conner due to the fact of I think the Cardinals are going to suck. So what say you with those two and how do you feel about both? I actually like both of them. Hero and hero for me. I like James Conner. I like that situation. Who else is going to be a weapon in that offense? Like a bad quarterback, no quarterback. Like someone's got to touch the ball. Someone's going to get touches. James Conner feels like that guy for me. I'll kind of build this into the argument that I think that James Conner, and you and I have had this specific uh, discussion before, is that he has a great start to the year. Maybe he doesn't finish off so well. Because at some point, Kyler comes back, things get more vertical, or that early volume that he does take on, you know, relishes more injuries or time missed or something like that. Don't right. You so think I that think they're going to be behind in games though. Yeah. He's a pass catching running back, dude. He can, I, James Connor, James Connor can do it all. Like I, yeah, I, but if I they mean, want him to go do it all, he's probably going to get injured. He's not, yeah, he's had an history. <laughs> he is. He has had a history. Things have been brighter. Things have been better more so recently. Uh, I mean, I, we could go into the same argument. Like I said, with Miles Sanders, like the history is not positive there, right? There's consistently time missed. But I think as so, a, a player and how he's going to fit into that offense, he catches passes out of the backfield, bad quarterbacks, <laughs> throw to throw, throw to running backs and tight ends. We talk about it all the time, right? I think there's just a lot of opportunity for him. However, like I said, built into that, that, that hot start that I believe he's going to have to the season could come halting at any time, whether it be a return uh, of Kyler Murray in a pivot to the passing game, whether it be you know the wheels falling off and there being an injury or – just that little bit of Cardinals magic, you know, fades off, whatever it is. So let's let's play the game here. I'm going to go through and read some of the ADPs around both of these guys. You mm-hmm. tell me specifically which guys you would not draft over James Conner. Not. Not. And, and again, we're just going to go off of current rosters. You know, mm-hmm. obviously the draft's coming up, so we can't put that in yep, here. But Fire Joe away. Mixon over James Conner? No. Really? Yeah, I would we still there Joe. for sure. <laughs> I would still, I would still take Joe. Well, come, I mean, come on. Like, let's get the, let's get the details. Like, there's so many things that are up in the air for Joe Mixon. He could be on a new team. He could be suspended. Correct. If you're asking me in a bubble uh, right now, just yeah, I'm taking, jo- bangles, I'm taking Joe no Mixon right now. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Joe I, I thought you were saying that that you were going to take James Conner. No, 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 no. Okay. So I'll just tell you what I'm going to take so we avoid any confusion here. Gotcha. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. That's a tough one. I will take Pacheco. It sounds. It feels like uh, Clyde Edwards is going to walk. Or they're yep. going to get rid of him. I agree. Uh, Tyler Algier. And again, l- let's imagine that they don't take Bijan Robinson. <laughs> That's super tough. I'm going to still go James Conner. Okay. Okay. Um, Rashad. Uh, yeah. Rashad White. James Conner. Okay. Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Yes. Charbonnet uh, is French for bell cow, but I am going with James Conner here. Give me a landing spot first. You know, Charbonnet, Charbonnet gets a good landing spot. That that conversation can be uh, can be switched. Okay. Um, AJ Dillon. That's tough. That's tough. Give me James Conner, slight pass catching edge. Okay. Um, and then and then we get into Alvin Kamara, and obviously we can't really go down that path again either. But same thing as Joe Mixon. I, um, I would I would probably take uh Alvin Kamara because I'm getting him at better value. You know, like James Conner will probably go before Kamara right now in drafts. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that I would take James Conner over any of them, maybe mm-hmm. AJ Dillon. Um, since you know, obviously there's no Aaron Rodgers there anymore. Uh, right. so maybe AJ Dillon, but honestly, I'd rather just draft the rookie, uh, depending on where he goes. Uh, sure, you know, yeah. Charbonnet. Uh, there's just guys there I think have a higher ceiling due to the fact that they're on better teams. I, I just, I really mm-hmm. think the Cardinals are going to suck, and maybe you know, maybe it. I'll just be surprised, and this will be like last year's Seattle Seahawks. Maybe everyone just writes them off, think, and they actually are good, but I doubt I it. I think there's a wild card factor in here as well. Um, we've talked about it before. Carson Wentz is still available. I, I just feel like this guy has a job. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like he has a job, and I know that's crazy. I know you're not a fan. You know, definitely. I watched definitely, him last year. He is I awful. Know you did. I know he's you did. done. The year Cook. before, come on, that off that offense was not for him. That the, the USFL is calling. Well, she should have answered the phone already. Like I said, like, I just have to imagine, like, we get down to it. Some of these teams are going to read the room and be like, listen, we don't have a quarterback right now. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not sold on Jordan Love. 
I'm not sold on any, any of the backups in Arizona. I'm not sold on Trask. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. Like to me, it just feels like there's a market for him still. Like I'm not, and again, that's not a nod of conviction, but I feel like if you do have Carson Wentz week one through five, six, whatever, that's certainly going to be a lot better than having Colt McCoy as your quarterback. Jeff Driscoll. Come on, man. Like, He's yeah. not good. He's not. He's not good at all. I guess like, I don't know. I don't want to embellish this, but three interceptions in a game last year. I mean, that's that's not going to help the offense. No, it no, it won't. No, it won't. But I think uh, I'm just I don't, really pissed that that he helped my team not make the playoffs last year. So you know, excuse that, my biasy. <laughs> that's true. He was the player on the field, but he shouldn't have been put into the game. I mean, no, most certainly. Yeah, yeah. He should. Next not time have been I see Ron Rivera, I'm gonna be like, hey man, you know you fucked us, right? You did that. Eat these nuts, Ron. <laughs> Eat these nuts, Ron. All right, really quick, really quick to close it out. Antonio Gibson, little shout out to the commanders, yes. hero or villain, underdog, running back 41. Oh. I got him at running back 33, so he's Man. a hero for me. Hero. So, yeah, I, I, I like where he's going. I like the value. The problem I have is Brian Robinson's going two spots ahead of him. I like Brian Robinson more because he's a starting running back. Antonio Gibson had his time. Uh, Brian Robinson wow. showed last year that he's he, he's he's the man. He is so him. I oh. want to ask you about I want to ask you about this because yeah. um I think that Brian Robinson's numbers absolutely suck last year. So I want I want to I want to hear on this. And th- and this is someone who uh, has invested in Brian Robinson in fantasy. I drafted uh, zero RB structure, and I my first two running backs Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Let's ride. The third one was your boy, Dane Pierce, just a heads up. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. Gibson, the season prior to Brian Robinson coming in, had over 1,300 all-purpose yards on exactly 300 touches. And he had double-digit touchdowns in year one and year two. So I just need to understand here, and you're like, where to get a better explanation than from a Commanders fan is, why the F was Brian Robinson even drafted? What are we even doing here? And I have to ask about Eric Bieniemy, who is a running backs coach. He has uh, been alongside Adrian Peterson. Then when he went over to uh, you know Kansas City, that was with the Minnesota Vikings, duh, sorry. Then when he came over to Kansas City, he was kind of cleaning up scraps. You know, he had Charkandrick West, Spencer Ware, Damian Williams, Darrell Williams. Uh, maybe Kareem Hunt. I'm not sure if that was the same season that he transferred over, but I mean, what they were able to get out of those running backs in short spurts, obviously with more of a pass heavy offense, I was pretty impressed with like when I'm looking at the numbers, when I'm looking at the usage, when I'm thinking of Eric bien and running backs, I'm seeing that multifaceted multi-purpose type of usage that seems more friendly. Brian Robinson's a boulder. He's a big physical weapon. The dude only had what 800 all purpose yards as a rookie, 900. Yeah, by missing how many games because he got shot. I yeah, mean, but the owner may and well have shot him for press. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think so. To answer your first question about why they brought him in, one, he slipped in the draft. I think he was a good value at where they got him in the actual NFL draft, and they needed okay. another running back, obviously, you know, to be one A or one two, whatever the case may be, with mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson. Another reason they brought him in is Antonio Gibson has butter on his hands at all time, and he fumbles the ball. He fumbled the ball a ton, uh, you know, those those first two seasons with, with mm-hmm. Washington. So there was an issue with that. They wanted to bring in more of a sure-handed guy that wasn't going to put the ball on the ground and could pummel people. Antonio Gibson was a converted people. wide receiver, so he can't really get into the trenches well, and pummel anybody. He was he was he was a hybrid player at Tulane, though. I mean, that was yeah. that, like like he was still a running back, but yeah, but they, they used also him used like him a as a receiver. receiver. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I it just he he didn't fit the mold of the ground and pound guy that Ron Rivera wanted in the offense. Ugh. Brian Robinson did. Brian Robinson got shot, missed a bunch of games, came back, and you're telling me uh, in my mind, if I get shot and I'm coming back, I'm worried when I take that hit on on the leg. Right, like he got really nah. lucky with his nah. injury. So I think you know that was probably in his mind. He had a slow start. Then at the end of the season, he started picking it up more got involved a little bit more. I mean, look at what he did alone in the Eagles game where they just decimated them on the ground. I think Brian Robinson with a year to really learn the offense more, to be more integrated, barring them really drafting anybody that's going to mess up, you know, this two headed mm-hmm. monster they currently have. Uh, I think Brian Robinson's the better value at where they're going. But with that said, <coughs> excuse me, I like both their values. Um, 
really one of them could turn into just the guy in this offense. Um, and I really like what uh, EB brings to Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going, I mean, look at what Isaiah Pacheco did last year. And he was yeah. like, going undrafted a, a lot of times in these fantasy drafts. So I think grabbing either one of them is a smart play. I prefer Robinson, but if I happen to miss on him, Antonio Gibson is a perfect value um, and someone to pick up, especially if you're going zero RB. I mean, he's a guy that can do both, uh, you know, catch the ball and run the ball. So I, I like them both, but I prefer Robinson at their ADPs. No, I, I love their ADPs. Uh, I was just doing some digging in the in the comps, and I'm just like looking at the numbers. And even last season, Antonio Gibson was more efficient on a per-touch basis than he was the year prior when the offense gave him 300 touches. Like when I'm looking at how they're attacking their, their running game, they're doing it on two different fronts, right? They're going to have your, your bell cow downhill power runner in a Robinson, and then you're going to have the multifaceted guy in Antonio Gibson, which – it's great for football. It's just going to nag us for fantasy because Gibson also only had 900 scrimmage yards last season. So they totaled around about 1,800 scrimmage yards. And I want to say they both like combined, they came close to double digit touchdowns, maybe nine. Last season, Gibson just had just five, which yeah. again, like if you have someone who has that itch and that nose for the end zone, like you got to use them, man. Like I, yeah. I, that's. Don't forget, Brian Robinson got screwed out of another touchdown uh, against the Giants whoa, whoa. when the whole Terry McLaurin didn't line up correctly. Bullshit happened with whoa. the referee. He whoa. should have scored a touchdown right there. The Ferrari was over the start line. I guess, it's all right. I get just it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good stuff. All right. We are going to close down the show. Appreciate everybody that joined us this evening. Be sure to smash the like button on YouTube. Be uh, sure to be- follow us on Spotify. L- let's just answer that question here real quick from Mike. Uh, let's see. Great show tonight. You guys have any plans for weekly best ball mania streams after launch? Yeah. Uh, right now we tentatively have a draft for next Tuesday with Mr. Davis Peng. Uh, he'll be coming on, albeit, you know, we have to make sure that BBM does take off. Don't think that that's going to be an issue. Like Andrew was saying earlier, probably Friday, Monday at the latest. So we should be good for that. And we will have a second draft, uh, I believe the week after the following week. So, yeah, I would say probably we'll once every try two to get one in every week. If not, definitely one every two weeks. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm always down to draft. So, I mean, if we want to do multiples throughout the week, I mean, <laughs> that's always uh, OK with me as well. Yeah, well, yeah, we got we, we're going to have to start selling a couple more pairs of Shady Rays. You want to start you know, start running four or three or four shows a week there, bud. Bobo. Get them. Go get them. <laughs> All right. Like I said, be sure to like the video, share the video on YouTube. Be sure to jump on Spotify, Apple, download the episode. We appreciate all of you. If there's anything that you're missing from your fantasy football catalog, if we can help with any information or topics that you are not seeing out there, be sure to share them with us and we will jump on them. We are fantasy for the people. Andrew, you've been a hero this evening, sir. Anything to share before we head out? No, man, just uh, patiently waiting for BBM4. Every day they start leaking one thing, you know, letting us know the total Stop prize. That. Then the Every first time prize, I go oh. to the fucking app, the second they drop that, and it makes me so angry. Like, stop Ugh. that, guys. God, Please. man. But no, man, besides waiting for BBM4, I ain't got nothing else going on currently. So I uh, just appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you. Yep, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.